Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Sigerman, and my co-host, IFBB Bikini Pro, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for this week? Cutler back in 2012, Victor doing the O, backstage from New Orleans, the Europa, Connecticut, and an interview with Sheru all this week on Access Bodybuilding. That's right, Christina. Both of our stories, our first stories, are about uh, comebacks. Um, and we'll start off with, I guess, the the I guess I'm the one that people would be more suspicious of the two, uh, Jay Cutler, uh, back in 2012. And, well, we've, so we've talked about comebacks before, but these aren't just a little comebacks. These are huge, controversial, is it actually going to happen type of comeback. <laughs> yeah, one from a catastrophic injury, the bicep tear Jay had. Uh, as you remember, on stage at the Olympia last year, everybody thought it was a synthol injection or a, uh, a site injection bruise. Right. And, um, and you know, he obviously had it repaired uh, a few months ago now, and uh, he's been back training again. And uh, anybody who's seen pictures has seen that uh, he is obviously on the mend. And then you got Victor Martinez, who spent, what, uh, I think almost, almost I think seven months plus in uh, in jail this year. So right. both pretty big stories. Well, and when, when the Jay Cutler thing had happened, I think so many people were suspicious. And then, you know, he goes and documents everything. You know, you saw pictures of him after surgery, all of that. And then, you know, you go to Pittsburgh and the typical, you know, they at the Pittsburgh Pro, they have all of the, the big guys, um, the Olympia contenders, all of those guys uh, guest posing. And you had Kai, you had uh, Dennis Wolf, you had all, uh, you know, Branch, all those guys. And Jay was there, but Jay was not guest posing he didn't take a shirt off he didn't do anything and he you know, was looking a little bit smaller but i think it's everyone kind of had expected that with you know possibly the new uh uh vision that he has for his career so i think a lot of people thought that he wasn't going to end up competing especially after pittsburgh where he he didn't guest pose at all i mean he he gave a little speech but he didn't take his clothes off well um the one thing is that obviously with uh, with Jay, uh, a lot of times he takes a period of the year off uh, from training uh, after the Olympia, and in a way, this this surgery and the injury kind of forced him to do that a little longer than before. But as we've seen in the past with a lot of bodybuilders, and now Victor Martinez, as we're seeing right now, um, if you take a little while off and you know, like you take time off the supplements and stuff, uh, when you come back, it can come back very quick. So um, you know, I I like you and like a lot of people thought that that was a sign and I've talked to Jay a bunch of times in person and he never really made it sound like he made it sound like he definitely wants to come back I like mm-hmm. there's no doubt in my mind we'll see Jay Cutler back on stage at least at, at, from the things that I've heard from him I just didn't think it would happen in 2012 right right um so let's let's talk about the genesis of, of this uh the story I just wrote a gossip column on it uh it's on the front page of RX and um basically uh, you, me, a lot of other people saw the competitor list came out for the Shrew Classic, an updated competitor list. Um, I, I think it was um, on Sunday or Saturday it came out. Uh, Shrew has been in India this past week, um, arranging things and getting stuff set up over there. And I've been talking to him a lot about me going over there and uh, the work I'm doing with RX. You know, Dave is going to come this time, and then we're also doing something with Muscle Mag with uh, with Shrew. It's, uh, so I've been I've been in contact with him a lot. So when the list came out. And I saw Jay Cutler's name was still on the competitors list. It was on the competitors list. Um, it surprised me. Did it surprise you when you saw it? It did. I um, I looked at the list probably two days ago, 
Um, I I actually don't even know when the final list was was put up or the most updated list was put up. Um, I was very, very surprised. It took me a second (laughs) because I was like, wait a minute. I didn't think he was going to compete. And then it was, is he doing the Olympia? Because it's the weekend after the Olympia. And most guys who end up doing the Sheru Classic end up doing the Olympia. And I know he had said he wasn't doing it. He was doing it. No one was for sure. Well, obviously now when your name's on a list... And it's, you know, and I know, you know, with the whole contract thing, I'm sure he could get out of his, uh, out of doing the show if he, if it was absolutely necessary. But um, it did, because then what surprised me the most is maybe he is doing the Olympia then right before that. Um, Yeah. So when I saw the list, I was like, okay, Um, you know, obviously it's good for advertising and, you know, you got his name on the list or his face on the posters and, um, you know, that brings more. Uh, attention, attention, and traffic to Shrew's contest in uh, in Delhi this year in India, the fifth and sixth of October. So I figured that's kind of what it was. So I called him, and uh, we talked for a while. And I said, "Give me, give me the, give me the scoop here, Shrew. You know, tell me the truth. Is this just the marketing ploy?" And he said, "No." And I said, "So Jay is going to be in India, or he's competing?" And he said, uh, "Jay is competing in India." And I said, "Are you sure?" And he said that Jay gave me firmly committed to competing in India. And I was like, "Well." Um, are you are you supposed to be telling me this? And he says, well, he's on the list. He said, uh, um, he's not on the list just because I'm hoping he's going to come. He's on the list because he told me he's going to be competing. And okay. um, and I was like, okay, you, so you talked to Jay recently about this. And he says, I talk to Jay regularly. Me and Jay are friends. And I was like, okay. I was like, all right. So that was enough for me. And I went and uh, texted Jay and asked him if it's true. And I got to tell you, for people out there, they're like, oh, well, Jay, I know Jay. And he told me this or that. Jay is a sneaky dude. You know, he he messes with everybody. He's not going to let, I don't think he'll let anybody in on his plan. Like, even if he told me I'm planning on doing the Olympia and the Shrew, I wouldn't go, like, write a story about it because I know Jay. You know, he told me, he's told me everything. He even told me he's going to try his hand at men's physique. You know, he's, he's, (laughs) he is, he's, he's full of it. You know, he's a jokester. And a lot of people don't realize that about Jay. But, you know, most of the time I feel like he's breaking my balls. So when I asked him, he said, you know, I've got a plan. I've got, I've got, I've got a, a plan. And I was like, okay, so what's your plan? And all he wrote back was Mr. Olympia. And I was like, does that mean you're doing Mr. Olympia? And he wrote back Team Cutler. <laughs> and I was like, all right. I was like, all right, that's all That's all I'm getting then. Okay. So, right, right. So uh, he, he gave me no real solid official response. but Just pretty, It's pretty typical. Yeah, it's very typical. So, you know, one person wrote me an email and said, listen, I talked to Jay this weekend. And Jay told me he's not doing either one of them. And I was like, oh, listen, unless you are like one of his, in his trusted circle, like Team Cutler, he's probably not going to, he's going to tell you whatever he wants to tell you. You know what I mean? It keeps people talking about him. I mean, look, look at, um, you know, all the, the chit chat that has gone on this year alone, just about, is he competing? Is he not? What's he doing? What's this new company? Is he going to Hollywood? He's big. He's small. He's this. He's not. He's he's such a smart man where it goes far beyond being a businessman. He knows the right way to promote himself. And the thing is, if it was anybody else, they would just seem wishy-washy um, and not being able to be uh, pretty decisive in their decisions. But because it's Jake Cutler, you know this is all part of his master plan. Right, exactly. Everybody everybody assumes, like, if it's Kai Green, they'd be like, this guy's such a lunatic. You know, he, he's such a – he's he like, like you said, he is a, a flake. But it's Jay Cutler, so everybody's like, oh, Jay's the chess master, you know? <laughs> it's like a game. Everyone's saying, oh, do you think it's true? Do you think it's true? Oh, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Let's put money on it. It's a fun game now to see uh, what's real and what's not with what he says, which also means he's got a sense of humor, you know, and, he, and he's a cool guy, and he doesn't take it all too seriously. Um, I think that um, 
that the reason I know the reason that this is news, why this why this means something more is because Sheru, um, I certainly don't believe Sheru was lying or making anything up. And I believe that if Jay uh, told Sheru, made a commitment to him, uh, signed a contract saying he'll be in India uh, competing, then I believe that Jay is a man of his word and that he will meet his commitments. Whatever he says he's going to do, if he says and commits to somebody, he's going to do it. Unless something horrible happens or right. you know something unforeseen happens, I believe that uh, Jay will meet his commitments. Yeah, I don't think he's there to um, let anyone down. And that's, I think, also been pretty consistent with everything that he's done, all the decisions he's made. He's not going to let someone down. When he says he's going to do something, and when it comes down to comes down to the wire, he's actually going to do it. So, once, like I said before, once I saw him on the list, I, know, I knew that unless a big tragedy happened, unless there was a big misfortune, he, he is going to compete as Sheru because he's not going to let Sheru down or the fans down or, you know, everyone involved in this showdown. Um, the, the other question I've been receiving from industry people today, I've got a lot of emails, a lot of text messages, people saying, so if he's doing the shrew, why wouldn't he be doing the Olympia? And uh, if you read the the column, a lot, of, a lot of these guys apparently are missing the last paragraph where I say that, in my opinion, if he's going to do the shrew classic, then why would he not do the Olympia a week earlier? I think it goes, it just logically makes sense. If you're doing a show a week after the Olympia, then chances are he's competing against all the same guys. I mean, uh Phil will be there. Branch will be there. Victor apparently will be there. You know, all these guys will be there. Dennis Wolf, etc. So why would he skip the the show the week before? So in my opinion, now this is I don't have any inside knowledge on this one, but I would think that if he's going to do a Sheru, then he would also do the Olympia. Well, that's what I had thought, but again, that I don't know. I feel like there is such a there's a lot more behind the scenes going on, even whether it's um, the relationship with the other guys competing, whether it's the relationship we know with the Olympia um, executives, if you will, with me and all all of that Um, with Sheru. It's, you know, uh, to help Sheru promote such a great show. Um, India is an amazing place to go as you know and and i've been there um and the atmosphere is so different at that show than it is anywhere else so i don't know i kind of feel like the olympia and and sheru while they are back-to-back shows i feel like they're two totally different experiences even when you're competing um that he may look at the olympia a little bit different than the sheru classic however at the end of the day either way it's a nice paycheck so i don't see why he wouldn't do it do you think do you think it's possible that that Jay would feel more comfortable doing the Shrew Classic, knowing there's a good chance that he won't win, than uh, doing the Olympia. You know what I mean? Like when you're, I guess you're. I would try to put myself in his position. Would it? Would you think that it, the legacy would matter more? Your legacy and your your you know what you his history that he's got that he's built up for himself. If he goes to the Olympia and places fifth or fourth or something, would that hurt his legacy more than doing the Shrew Classic and not winning? You know. I absolutely think so. And that's probably a better way to put it than how I just tried to put it. I feel like there's less pressure doing Sheru because you're doing it for different reasons rather than, like you said, to continue your legacy or to try to fight for your legacy. And I feel like, you know, if you continue to move down in your placings, it's almost not that it's going to hurt his momentum by any means. You you can't do that to a Jay Cutler. Um, But the Sheru Classic, I think, is, like I said, a whole different being in and of itself. And, yeah, I don't feel like he would feel as much pressure should he place second or third uh, behind, you know, like a Phil Heath. It would be okay a little more in India than it would here. I got you. I I, I could definitely see that. 
Next story is Victor doing the O. Victor is doing the O. Now, Victor came out and announced for sure. This is not like uh, Jay Cutler we're, 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 uh, we're supposing or we're uh, guessing here. The, Victor came out and said uh, in an interview to Ron Harris that he, with MD, by the way, he is definitely doing the Olympia 100% and that he's committed to it. He has signed the contract with Robin Chang and that he will be 100% uh, focusing on doing the Olympia. And that's pretty big news. That's that's big. Has anyone seen any uh, recent photos of I've him? Seen, I've seen some recent photos with his clothes on. And okay. he looks he looks a lot lot bigger. He says that um you know when he got out of jail he got he was 220 pounds. Right. Um that's the uh the, a lot of people guess that he was 200 pounds, 195 from looking at his face. But the guy's got big legs. So uh he was 220. They're saying that he is uh, in the, around 260 now. Um, and that normally he'd be a little heavier around 270 at this time. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's still got 15 and a half weeks till the Olympia. So um, he's got time to gain a little bit more weight and then start dieting. Right. So um, I'm very interested to see how Victor does. You know, this is um, it's almost like a fresh start for him. Uh, and I think that um, Victor is one guy that that seems to kind of make it against all odds so you know the one thing is like he's the opposite of jay in a way because everybody knows what happened to him so if he comes in let's say he comes in seventh or eighth you know normally for victor that would be a terrible disappointment it would be you know i think the worst he's done in the olympia in quite some time to place you know towards the bottom of the top 10 but um for him at this point i think that would almost still be a victory Oh, I think so, too. I think just the fact that he's able to step on stage is victory enough. Um, do you think that he'll he'll be uh, top five? And I and then I will say next, do you think he'll be top ten? I think he'll be uh, top ten. I, I would be very surprised to have him in top five. But, you know, um, I guess stranger things have happened. You know, Kevin Lavroni would go from 200 pounds to uh, uh, 250 pounds on stage in four months. So... Uh, we know it's possible. Yeah, you know, I'm not thinking that he's going to make these amazing improvements. Let's say, you know, if he needed to bring his chest up or he needed to bring, you know, his, his lats up or whatever. I'm not necessarily going to say that he's going to make all these improvements. However, I think, you know, his ability to rebound as much as he's able to when very few other guys have uh, had to go through that. I mean, it's an unfortunate event, of course. No one wants to have to go through that. But um, with his body been clean, cleaning it out 100%, 100% being in jail, it's like you're, you know, like we've talked about before, 18 years old going on your first cycle for the very first time. Right. It's like starting all over again, and your body is just sucking all of that in, including all of the food and all of and all of the supplements. And I, I think maybe he may have a one-up in the way um, he's been able to rebound from this experience more so than maybe some of the other guys who've been competing a couple times this right, year right. and putting their bodies through, you know, yeah, okay, so after you come off of a show, you rebound, but you don't maybe necessarily 100% come off. You're not depleted down to where you're 100 pounds or 200 pounds, I'm sorry. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe he can, he's able to use this, you know, in a positive way where he can come back and really look 10 times better than he could have looked had he not gone through this. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how he does in, in 15 weeks. And uh, I'm sure we'll get to see kind of the uh, progress. I know he's doing kind of videos for MHP and stuff. I'm sure MHP also wants him to get back on stage. You know, he's been gone for a while. And I'm sure they want to get to his mon- their money's worth out of him, you know. so. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I wonder, you think? do you think, this is an interesting question. I have no idea on this. Would you think that MHP 
and Muscle Mag have been, I mean Muscle Mag, MD have been paying him the whole time he's been in prison? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I would like to say yes. However, it depends on what his end of the bargain is um, on his contract. You know, if, for example, um, well, first of all, I'm sure that they are probably being a little more lenient given the situation. It's not like he went on a vacation for six months, you know, and, and kind of fell off the face of the planet. Um, I, I would I would say depending on what the contract required on his end, then something like MD, I could see them still paying him. Um, something like MHP, maybe not. If there were so many shows he had to do, if there were so many demos or appearances, things like that, maybe they, you know, went ahead and withheld some of that um, just because he wasn't holding up his end of the bargain. And while, you know, given his circumstance, you know, they probably would have said, oh, it's really not that big of a deal. It's Victor's. This isn't necessarily, you know, his fault. He doesn't want to have to be out of commission for a while. You, you can't do that to your other um, athletes as well, you know, mm-hmm. who uh, if they don't hold up their end of the bargain, maybe they don't get paid. So I'm going to I'm going to say it depends on what his contract says. What do you think? I think that they both paid him. I think that I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it, I don't know if that's like if uh, if I was in that position to running MHP or something. But he has a long relationship with uh, MHP and Gerard Dente. And, I, and when he came out of prison, he was saying how supportive they were and stuff. And I would imagine that translates into paying paying him, continuing to pay him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. Like I said, you know, I think it just depends on their situation. I don't think either one of them were like a big, you know, screw you, Victor, we're not paying you a dime because that just sets a bad tone for when he does come back. Sure. How do you how do you get back from, yeah, how do you get back from that and apologize? So yeah, if you do that, you may as well drop him because it's not yeah. Really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, the next section of our show here, it's the next topic, is backstage from the IFBB Greater Golf States that I was at this weekend in, or past weekend in New Orleans. People liked the uh, the last one when I was backstage at Junior Nationals when we played those clips of everybody. Yeah. Uh, people really liked that. I was surprised. I didn't know. You know, for me, it was almost like I wanted filler for the show because I know that me and you are, you know, we, we ha- we, if we didn't have enough stuff to talk about, at least I got those interviews backstage. But um, just being people actually honest, like it. Just being honest, but um, <laughs> people people really liked it. So I, I went to New Orleans with my iPhone in hand, and um, you know it was a, pretty much a women's show. We had five men's physique competitors. I didn't get any of them. Um, so uh, we had a IP bikini pro Stacy Alexander, one of my um, favorite women's physique pros, Joel Smith, and then the winner of the uh, of the show, women's physique show, Tammy Marie. So uh, we'll go in order, and uh, you guys can hear from each one of these girls for a few minutes, and uh, we'll be back, and we'll talk in between for a second, okay? Cool. Well, let's start with IFBB Bikini Pro, Stacey Alexander. Aaron Singerman here at the Greater Gulf States IFBB Pro Show, bikini competitor, Stacey Alexander, who looks to be in the top three. Stacey, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing amazing. How are you? Very good. We are at the night show. Stacy was in the first call out, and actually in the last call out with the top four, right? Um, I'm imagining Stacy will be in the top three, I think second or first, but you know, you never know with bikini, it's it's always up in the air. Stacy, tell me about what you did differently with Komodo for this show. Um, this time we actually wanted to bring in a fuller package. We took down the cardio and added a little bit more food and really hit the weights hard. He wanted to bring in a little bit of a fuller package from the backside and the front. All right, let's talk about that. Um, 
I hope I'm not going too far, but Justine Monroe and you were the best butts in the show, okay? Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, those are my, that's my personal opinion. I don't know what the judges think, but my personal opinion, you and her right up there for first and second. Um, a lot of girls who listen to Axis Bodybuilding, a lot of girls in fitness and figure and bodybuilding and bikini in general want to get a better butt. What can they do? Give us a tip. What can they do to get a better butt? It needs to be consistency, lunges, squats, step-ups, stair mill, uh, arc trainer. Those are my two favorite that I use for cardio. And food. Food is the key. All right, let's talk about... This is... I, I've seen you in a bunch of shows. Obviously, you do a lot of California shows, which Irish Muscle is not at. But let's talk about what have you done between last show and this show to come in so much better than previous... In my opinion, it's so much previous, better than better than previous... Um, like I said before, we decided from the beginning, okay, let's bring you up a couple pounds. And before I was doing uh, twice as much cardio, we cut the cardio in half, made sure I got more sleep, and added in some more fats, and hit those weights harder. I mean, took it from doing more less reps and heavier weight as opposed to vice versa. Let's take us back to Stacey Alexander's history. Give me a little bit of past um, what you did with competing, your life, etc. So I started with Kim Odo last year. First show that I did with him was Orange County. It was back in March or April. Um, I won my class and I won the overall. Then I came here to New Orleans, which was amazing, and I won my class. Won overall, super, super excited. And then we went to Jersey, Team U, and I ended up getting last call-outs. So that was um, a roller coaster, but it happens. It's part of the career, you know, different judges, different lineup. Um, then turn around, went back to Las Vegas, my hometown, and got fourth place. And we took a little break in between there and Miami, and then took it, the full package again to Miami and won my pro card. Let's talk about a little bit about posing. Posing is very important in bikini. Obviously, bikini is different than any other class where you can get fourth at nationals in bikini because your posing is wrong. You do the posing better. If you could just come right back around and redo the whole thing, you pose right, you get first place. You get your pro card. That's different than anything else. Obviously, bodybuilding, it doesn't matter. You could pose any which way. If you're, not, if you're fourth place, you're not winning first place. Let's talk about your posing. I think that that, and the reason I mention it is because yours has improved a lot. Let's talk about what you've done and what somebody else can do in the future to improve their posing as much as you have. Posing is very similar to putting on a show for an audience. You want to walk up with confidence. You want to have sex appeal. And you want to show them how hard you've worked. This is your spotlight. You have about 15 minutes. Or, sorry, 15 seconds. Uh, yeah. To show so them. Like 15 minutes. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> 15 seconds to show them how hard you've been working for your 10 to 12 weeks of prep. So it's, it's about showing sass, you know, confidence, and having fun. How much difference does it make when you feel confident about how you the package you're presenting rather than just doing what somebody else tells you? Oh, it's huge. It's, it, it really it shows on stage. They, the judges can see it. Give me one tip. Obviously, a lot of the Axis Bodybuilding listeners are men. I think it's about fifty, about 75% men, 25% women. But even the men are interested. What does it take to get a woman to go from, like you said, from the middle to the, to the top? What do you have to show? What do you, does it smile? Is it the way you arch your back? How do you do it? It's a little bit of everything. It's not a, a cheesy cheerleader smile. No, no, definitely not. No, but it's very, it's confidence and it's sex appeal. And just work in the stage. That's how I like to say it. Work it, show them what you're working with, make the judges look at you, notice you. 
And it's funny. It's funny you say that. Like Komodo is obviously an expert, and yeah. people ask me all the time. They're like, "How can Komodo know what it takes to be a good woman <laughs> on bikini?" Right? right? So they ask me, "What is it? How do? How can he possibly know?" I think he works with enough women. I want to know how does Komodo know what to tell you, Stacy Alexander, to be a better bikini competitor. He he only tweaks me a little bit. He did say, "I will never stand up and show you how to arch your back or pop your booty." He goes, "Because you do it perfect." <laughs> right. <laughs> so he. He takes what we have and he just kind of tweaks it a little bit and he perfects it. Okay, Stacy, what is your next move after this? New Orleans, we're here at Greater Gulf States. What's the next thing for you? Um, as for now, the plan is to rest until the Olympia because my first pro show was Arizona and I won. Yay! And so now I'm going to Olympia. So that's the plan for now. Yeah. Have you got, uh, this is totally a side note, off topic, but. Uh, around this time, people are getting their packet from the Olympia, from Robert Chang at the Olympia Division. Have you gotten your pamphlet yet? I have. I've signed it. I faxed it, booked it, ready to go. How cool is that? And, you know, look, I, obviously, I've never, I've never been an Olympia competitor, but I have gotten the uh, package before. Mm-hmm. How cool is it when you sit there and you're like, "Wow!" It's amazing. It's like, is this reality? Is this surreal? I mean, okay, I'm signing to go to the Olympia. This year, it's it still hasn't really set in. But when I signed it, I was like, "Wow, I'm, I'm sending this off." Like, yes, I am an Olympian competitor. That's about as big. That's about as big a deal as you got. For Stacy Alexander, Stacy Alexander, excited as can be. Hopefully, she does very well tonight. Well, hopefully, we'll see a video interview with her yeah. later tonight. RX Muscle, Aaron Sandman. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. All right, that was uh, Stacy Alexander. What do you know you about know- her? Yeah, I was going to say, the cool thing is, is um, she actually competed at the NPC Greater Gulf States last year as an amateur. She won her class, uh, Class C, and she won the overall. So I got to think it's pretty cool um, to come back. I think that was the first time she's won an overall. I may be totally wrong, but based on uh, the info that we have uh, on RX and online, doing a quick quick research on her, I think that's the first overall. So to be able to come back and compete as a pro at your very first amateur show, I think is pretty cool. She um, won her pro card last year at Nationals, Class D. Um, her pro debut, she actually won her pro debut, the Desert Muscle Classic in Phoenix um, in bikini. She uh, placed first, qualified for the Olympia, obviously. Uh, she did the muscle contest most recently placed fourth and then uh, just placed third here at this show. So uh, kind of a new pro, and she's, you know, placed top five at all of her shows, already qualified for the Olympia. So you uh, you cannot complain about that. No. Uh, she also, incidentally, had Darielle's favorite butt in the show. <laughs> that was Darielle's favorite butt. She does have a good booty. I got yeah. to give it to her. Yeah, nice. Good, good booty. So um, next on our list is Joelle Smith, a women's physique competitor. And uh, here she is. Aaron Singerman here with Joelle Smith at the Greater Gulf States. Uh, and uh, prejudging's already over. We're at the night show. She just went on stage. And I want to ask you a little bit about how you felt at the show and what's in the future for Joelle Smith. Well, I had a blast at the show. Had a lot of fun. Um, it was a good learning experience for me. Um, there was a lot of good competition, so this was a tough show. I think I'm going to take the rest of the year off to eat and train and bring my back up. I know that's one of my weaknesses, and I really want to work on that. Uh, I have a few other little things I want to tweak and improve, and I think I will probably just do that for the rest of the year and then maybe early spring uh, hit one or two more shows then. Okay, so it's no secret that I'm a big fan of your physique. I think that women's physique, the most important thing to me is obviously the look. You want to be feminine still. And the abs. You have great abs. You have a good look. And then all the other muscles are there. 
throughout the year we've seen some some big differences. We've seen uh, from one extreme, Sarah Hurley, uh, who is a figure competitor, who jumped into a show a few weeks early from being ready for a figure show, all the way to Juliana Malacarni, who is um, obviously the most muscular, also very round, a figure competitor. I mean, she was a figure competitor. Now she's obviously stuck to women's physique division, winning her first show at the New York Pro. What do you think when you see the, the extremes, obviously one extreme winning the show to another Juliana winning the show, what are your feelings on this? Well, I think because the division is so new, they're really trying to figure out what they want. Um, I personally prefer a little more muscle. Um, I like a muscular, voluptuous female um, with a lot of femininity. Um, I like a pretty face. I think symmetry, proportion, pretty lines has a lot to do with it. Um, but I, I think they're still trying to figure out what they want. But they have here lately been going for more muscular girls as opposed to the Sarah Hurley's, um, you know, figure type girls. So I, I'm pleased with that because I think women's physique should be distinctly different from figure. So I actually I totally agree with you. I think that you should be able to look. When I look at a bikini girl and I look at a figure girl, it's very easy to determine. You know, I'm looking at Stacey Alexander right here. I look at her and I think this is a this is a bikini girl. I look at <laughs> hi there. <laughs> I look at I look at another girl, and I obviously we have no figure here, but I look at Candace Keene, and I think that's a figure girl. I think there should be a difference. I should look at Stacy. Well, I'm sorry. I should look at uh, Candace, and I should look at you, and I should say, okay, there's a difference here. This is figure. This is women's physique. So far, would you agree that we don't know that? I absolutely agree with you. Um, I think that women's physique needs to be very distinct. I think they need to draw clear lines. They need to let everybody know what they're looking for. Um, and I think also they need to look for quality, not just quantity, not just tons and tons of muscle, but pretty muscle in the right places, proportioned. So I think there should be a clear difference. I agree. So we're here today at the Greater Gulf States. Obviously, this is a little bit, we haven't finished the show yet, but it's a little more disappointing than you were hoping for. When you came into the show, I'm assuming you were hoping that this would be the first win, right? Oh, I would love for it to have been the first win. Um, I live in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, which is only about 90 miles from here, so it's almost a hometown show for me. Uh, I was very hopeful. Uh, would definitely wanted to try to get into the top three in this one, but um, unfortunately, uh, I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm going to be about sixth or seventh, um, and it is. It's a little disappointing. I work really hard. Um, I put a lot into it. I sacrifice a lot. I do whatever it takes. To, to get myself ready um, and I love it I love competing so I am a little disappointed let's talk about the numbers I like I'm a numbers guy I'll, I admit it um, what is your weight and height for this show I am five seven and a half five seven and three quarters um, and I was a hundred and forty one pounds okay that's a good point okay that's what I was trying to get to sometimes like Sarah Hurley I'm not I don't know her exact numbers but if you're in the 120s around your height a little shorter I almost feel like that that kind of that person I'm talking about Sarah Hurley specifically but that kind of person may need a little more muscle if you look at Juliana Malacarne she's 5'2 and she's 125 or so 124 so if you if you average it out I feel like we should move to, I mean obviously weight's not important right, right. It's, it's the look right and Juliana Malacarne is very round has a lot of muscle that kind of almost Phil Heath pops off her yes. and you have the same look I think that almost you're on the way to that look do you feel like you know, after seeing these girls tonight, do you still feel like you need to build? You know, I, I don't feel like I need to gain much more. Um, I, I want to thicken my back a little. Um, I don't want any 
huge, massive gains right now. I, I feel that where I am right now is a good place for me. I, I want to tweak a few things, but as far as poundage, I, I think anywhere from 141 to 145 would be my maximum on stage. I don't think I need to be any bigger than that. Now, just to give a little background on you, uh, Joelle, what did you ever do figure? Did you? Where did you start at? I started in figure. Um, this is my third year of competing. Um, I started in figure and I earned my pro card at nationals last year um, in Miami. I was very frustrated with figure. I was placing last at every contest I did last year. It was very frustrating, and decided to try women's physique for the first time at nationals. And it was a it was a perfect fit for me, and I won the tall class. You know, I totally believe that, and I think your future is on. Limited for Joel Smith, Aaron Singerman, RxMuscle.com. All right, Christina, that was Joel Smith, and um, she's one of them. As I said, she's one of my favorite women's physique competitors. She uh, she has a very good look, you know, combination of uh, feminine with good lines, small waist. Uh, the problem is for Joel, and she placed poorly here. I think she got sixth place, which is the worst. Uh, she's tied for the worst that she's done, and usually much bigger lineups. She has to seem to get softer and softer. I don't know if she's trying to match the. Um, the condition of the other girls, which I think is definitely a mistake. Because if you look back when she got her pro card at Nationals, and then some of, some of her earlier shows, she was harder and drier, but she still had that femininity. And I don't think that they want the girls to continue getting softer and softer. I think she actually did uh, worse because she was too soft in the uh, glutes and hamstrings. You know, this is so, it's so tough. We've talked about this on Muscle Girls a few times, and, you know, I've talked with Daniel and Bailey about this. Yeah, it's so tough to figure out still what they want because there for a while in the beginning with women's physique when um, Sarah Hurley was winning, it was clearly a, a very, very soft look for physique. And then there for a while it was just a little bit harder with the New York Pro with Juliana Malacarne. And now I think they're trying, they really are trying to figure out this, this in between. And I think a lot of these girls, and this is, you know, um, Joelle included, they're really trying to figure out that balance. And I don't think it's bad to try. I mean, she placed fifth at the New York Pro, which is amazing. I mean, that, that was a very big show, a very big lineup. That's a great placing um, for her. However, you know, I think um, a lot of times girls are going to try to do something else because, hell, they, they can. Because who knows what the judges are going to want the next time. So I think, you know, coming in a little bit softer may not have been the best move for her however at least it what i'm assuming is the feedback she probably got from the judges was you need to be a little bit harder like we've seen you in the past like we saw you at the new york pro and then she can continue to do that like I, I've, I've talked with some women's physique pros and they're like well we're just trying almost something different for each show because we're not really sure if that's what they're going to look for that time or not um so this may be just one of those things she uh turned pro at nationals uh, this last year as well, um, placed uh, first in Class C. She did the Grand Prix in L.A., placed sixth. She did Ropa Show Champions, was fourth, fifth in New York Pro. So she's done pretty well um, by placing top five. So I know this was kind of one of her uh, worst placings, if you will, but the girls placed top five in New York Pro. So she's a great competitor. She's got a great look. She's got good shape. So hopefully she can maybe harden up this next time um, because I think that that little bit will make a huge difference for her as she continues to compete, I think. I agree. Let's move on to Tammy Maria, the winner of the Women's Physique Show in, uh, in New Orleans. This is Aaron Singerman here at the IFBB Greater Gulf States in New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm here with 
uh, suit maker extraordinaire, fitness competitor, figure competitor, and now moving on to the women's physique division, Tammy Marie. Tammy, before we even get started, how did you decide to switch again to women's physique division? Uh, for me, I think it was I couldn't find a home. Um, for fitness, I was too tall, and for figure, I was too big, and then when I leaned down, I was too gangly. So for me, at my body, I just couldn't find a home for it. When physique opened up, I looked at it as an opportunity to kind of fill that void that I think women had in this industry, and I fit very well into that. Okay, so I, I've seen your routine. Obviously, when you do fitness, right? You're great at choreography. I don't know if you do your own uh, choreography. Do you do your own? This one I did. Not usually for fitness, but this routine I just, yeah. Well, uh, your routine, I feel like it stood out from a lot of the other ones. You you do something different. Uh, I liked it. It was entertaining to me. Um, how did you decide to do this? What, what is the thought process compared to fitness, women's physique division, or routine? Well, obviously, the cardiovascular is out of the question, which for me is awesome because that's the hardest part of fitness is getting that cardiovascular scale. This is a lot slower, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, I think the hardest thing for me was focusing not to go too fast, like a fitness switch routine, and I had to really stop and concentrate, squeeze, um, because... My background, I want to go from trick to trick right, to right. trick. you got to have a fast tempo in fitness. Yeah. So it was very much a mind switch, and I had to mentally think the whole entire time, slow down, look at your judges. This is a different element. But the showmanship of getting on stage by yourself, the scariness of that isn't really that bad because you've done it with fitness. So Let's talk about suits for a minute. Everybody wants to know about suits. You're a great suit maker. Everybody loves your suits. When you make a suit for yourself, obviously, you know, as good as you do for everybody else, when you make a suit for yourself, you know that you're going to be wearing it. What goes into deciding to make a suit for yourself, and what do you think of when you're picking your theme or whatever you do? It's the hardest thing ever because you have too many options. Right, of course. So I kind of sit there, and I'm like, I have no idea what to do. Because you, pick, no you pick for the other girls. You're like, this is good for yeah. you. For you, you don't know. Exactly. I can tell everybody what the color they need to wear, what design they need to have, and when it comes to yourself, you're like, I have no clue. Um, so usually I have a color in mind and I start with that and then um, I kind of go through and go, I really like this suit, but let's do this spin on it. And then it just kind of evolves and nine times out of ten I go too far with it because I just never stop. So it ends up like a ten pound suit that's, you know, crazy because I just couldn't find a place to stop. Okay, let's, let's, I, I got to go with suits because everybody wants, all the girls listening want to know about suits. When you make a suit for somebody else, right? Tell us about the process. Look, somebody needs to be, obviously, I'm looking at your suit. You have to be very artistic to do this. A lot of girls come out there. I've seen girls before tell me, I could make my own suit. I know firsthand, I've seen suits being made, and I know it's not easy. It's very tedious. Tell us a little about making suits for other people. Well, first, the biggest thing is cut and color. Uh, I don't care what anybody tells you. The judges could care less what's on your suit. You could have a $200 suit and still win a show sure. if it's a great cut and color. So don't worry about the rhinestone work. That's what I always tell girls. Find a budget that works for you and stick with it. You don't have to have the $2,000 suit. Um, then from there, I tell them usually find something that you like design-wise on my site. And then we custom to each person individually. Um, but for me, the creativity is a big part of it, but also the lines. What are you accentuating? What are you trying to show off? What are you trying to hide? Um, you know, do you have large breasts? Do you have small breasts? Like, what is it on your physique that we need to emphasize? And there's some things that you can do creatively with the stone process 
to emphasize or hide things. And that's a big piece that I don't think a lot of people take the thought process into. Um, and that's what kind of makes my suits different from everybody else's is that I really try to take into consideration everybody's shape. Well, let's go back to women's physique division for a minute. I think you're going to do very well tonight. Uh, in a pro debut, I think consider, I guess if I look back on the pro debuts of the women's physique division or, or fitness or figure or whatever, if you make the top five, that's considered a success. And I know that you're going to do that tonight. When you look at um, these girls and the women's physique division as a whole, where do you see this division going? Because it's kind of in flux. I love it. To me, it looks like the original figure. Um, it looks like the Monica Brands and everything that we all fell in love with and got into figure to start with. So for me, I love the bodies that we saw. I saw a lot of girls. Actually, I would say every single body up there, I was really impressed with every single one of them. Um, and being called out in top five, I do a happy dance. I mean, that was, the, I haven't had that happen in a long time. That's right. So um, anyway, it, it turns out tonight I'm. I couldn't be happier, but I love the way the physique bodies, shape-wise, are kind of coming around. Good. For Tammy Marie, the new women's physique division, hopefully top three, top some, somewhere up there, finding, finding her home in women's physique division, formerly figure, and before that, women's uh, fitness. Aaron Sagerman, rxmuscle.com. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you so much. Well, Christina, as you heard in the interview, um, it's a pretty amazing transformation from a fitness competitor to giving her a try her hand at at figure and then moving on to women's physique. And I guess she finally found her home here, uh, winning her uh, very first pro show with actually a long list of girls who have switched over and won their first pro show now. Uh, Tammy Marie is also well known as a suit maker. So uh, big congratulations to her. What do you think of her? Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's just one of those girls that I think has always struggled trying to find their niche. And uh, finally, with physique, she's able to find that. And uh, I think the the hardness helps because she's been a fitness competitor before. And as we know, a lot of the fitness girls are always quite a bit harder, even than the figure girls. So I think you know she always was coming in maybe a little hard or a little too big. I think I was surprised that they went for. The, uh, for her look, honestly, for this, because I thought she was, she's got great shape. Uh, don't don't get me wrong, she got great shape. She's got great lines. Um, I think she's a little smaller than some of the recent winners. I don't know if maybe it's just the photos that are that are showing me that. Um, I think that's but, true. I think it's true. But but I think her look is is great for for this and I think um you know she has the presentation which is huge. You know, she's done all of the divisions. She's done fitness where you have to showcase your personality like beyond belief. So, I think that may help her as well because she has all of the experience on stage and years and years of experience and I think being able to showcase your personality um you can't teach that, you know, and I think uh that plays in her favor this time around for sure. Absolutely. Let's move on to to oh, the uh... Hold on, uh hold on just a second. My yeah, Okay, there we go. Sorry. I was my headphones me. my headphones came out. We're good now. Um so um, the next on our list is the um, men's bodybuilding show. I guess it's women's bodybuilding and men's bodybuilding at the IFBB Europa Battle of Champions uh, this weekend coming up at Hartford, Connecticut. I will not be there the first show in a while. I'll be missing, thankfully. I'm glad to take a little break. <laughs> Thank, thankfully. Don't be too excited, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to It'll be nice to just uh, stay at home and uh, be able to go to the gym every once in a while and go to the movies or something, so... I'm okay with missing this one, but it is going to be a good show, and it is the first open men's bodybuilding show in a little while, um, uh, I guess since Toronto and then uh, before that New York Pro, but 
we haven't had a, it's been kind of lots of girl shows not too many guy shows so and this show um, the big name that's jumping out at me let me list list off the names that people have heard of uh, Mark Antonick who's from Tampa uh, dealing with Parkinson's it'll be interesting to see what Mark brings to the stage um, but the names on the list that people are going to look at Jeff Long Juan Morrell Isa Obia making a return to the stage he's been missing in action for a little while and Fred Smalls. We also have a Dorothy's Cherry, a bunch of other guys, Mo Albanut from Lebanon. Um, it's a uh, uh, fourteen guys deep in the men's open, and uh, I gotta say the men's open is wide open. You know, uh, I would think that Juan Morel would be the um, would be the favorite for this show. Issa Obiad um, has been, you know, like I said, missing in action, but he was great. You know, winning his very first show, his pro debut in Dallas, um, and then since then he's been off. Literally every show since just he died. What he's only done a few shows since then, but yeah, um, that that's how I see it. I mean, I I think that Juan should be able to walk through this one. Actually, that's what I thought. Um, as I was looking through this list, I was honestly surprised that uh, usually you see a few more bigger names in this. Usually you see like a like Ed Nunn or um, or or a uh, you know Tony Freeman or something like that. But I think maybe some of these guys are getting ready for uh, the Chicago show. Um, I know that list is continuing to grow, so this may have uh, kind of dropped on the priority list as a new show like the Chicago Pro is coming up. That's kind of what I heard, you know, people kind of talking about. But, uh, yeah, I think Juan Morrell's got this one in the bag. Uh, I hope so. Juan's a great guy. Uh, also, Fred Smalls I'd like to see up there. This yeah. is one of those shows that you'll probably be hearing from me calling you and saying, Mike, Mike Libertori should have done this show. This is one of those ones. I can already that, tell that, you. That usually comes just about every show. This is one of those ones. This is one of those ones that, that he would have had a pretty good shot of winning this Except thing. the New York Pro. I think that was the only one where you said, nah, it's probably okay he didn't do this one. Yeah, that's one I could have told you. There's a lot of a lot of names in that one. Because I, I, I want I want Mike to go in there and beat, beat his... Uh, what his best placing is? What uh, he got a third once, didn't he? Or he got a fourth? He got a fourth. He got a fourth. Fourth at Orlando. Yeah. Should have got a third. He got a fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, at New York Pro, I don't think that he would have beat his fourth place record. I want him to come in there and and uh, qualify. Hopefully, win one. Fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, any any plans on the horizon for Michael Bertori in 2012? No, you know, uh, we, we've chatted a little bit more. He was uh, kind of talking with Mel Chancey a bit and talking with uh, Chad Nichols. And there, there, uh, there may be a fall show, possibly, oh. but we need to figure this out, though, because we're planning on hopefully, fingers crossed, getting married in uh, either August or September. So we have to plan our, our competition around uh, what shows and competing and traveling and uh, getting married all at the same time. So... We'll see. We'll see. Well, getting married does uh, take precedence. There's always obviously other shows, but uh, sometimes, sometimes. But if you're hoping to, you know, qualify uh, early in the year, if you're if you're hoping to do really well, I mean, and get, and get, your trip, gonna, get your wedding paid for to Vegas. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so this is the first uh, female bodybuilding contest uh, in a, in a while. Toronto, they had one, right? Uh, yes. There's not a lot of them though. Um, and uh, I just want to give a shout out. There's a lot of good girls in this show. Uh, there's, since there's so few women's bodybuilding, I see I basically know almost all the names in this show. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to a uh, New Orleanian or uh, Metairie girl that I saw this weekend, Tazzy Colum, uh, looking totally shredded uh, for this weekend show. So we got a lot of big names: uh, Monique Jones, Sarah Hayes, uh, Janet Kaufman. Uh, I saw a picture of Healy Nelson. Uh, Nielsen, very shredded, crazy shredded. Bonnie Pappas, uh, you know Amber DiFrancesco, Michelle Cummings, species athlete, uh, Lissette Acevedo, also uh, species. 
So that should be an interesting show. Yeah, you know, um, do you pronounce her name Heli? Is it Healy or Heli Nielsen? I'm not sure. Uh, She's gotten a lot of uh, popularity lately on the boards. Everyone is excited to see her compete. And actually, Amber DeFrancesco, um, she turned pro, I believe, in 2010. I don't have her numbers uh, in front of me, but I think she turned pro in 2010. I think she won an overall at... um, at a show, I want to say Nationals 2010, I believe, and she hasn't competed since then, so she's making her pro debut. Um, beautiful girl, um, very, very nice, very sweet, so it should be cool to be able to, you know, have a few girls in there making pro debuts or uh, girls who we haven't seen compete in a while be able think, to step on stage. I think that um, Amber DeFrancesco is Kirk DeFrancesco's yes. wife, a national-level yes. pro bodybuilder, almost Absolutely. pro bodybuilder many times. At, uh, Never got the pro card, uh, at least so far. So um, that's cool. Good show. Uh, Christina, we'll go to a commercial break. We'll be right back with Sheru. Uh, and uh, and that will conclude Access Bodybuilding for the week. Sounds good. All right. Bye, Christina. Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding's strongest supplements, and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do. It's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation on the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook, where you'll find IFBB Pro Q&As, contest giveaways, and nothing but in-depth bodybuilding talk. Fusion Bodybuilding, bodybuilding's strongest supplements. Head over to FusionBodybuilding.com today. Myotropics Physique Nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades. That's because Myotropics isn't just another company. It's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert, Dr. Scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get in the best shape of their life. And CEO Vince Andrich, author of the groundbreaking Physique Athlete Guide. Myotropics flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Meta Effects Amino CD protein compound that maximizes whole body protein economy, your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat-burning carbohydrate, Meta Effects FAO-CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. If you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropics, real people that live to develop physique nutrition. Go to Myotropics.com. It's your body. It's your art. Master it. Myotropics.com. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. So are you from Australia, paying far too much for supplements with the inflating weigh-in amino prices? Why not check out the all-new RX Muscle Australia for the latest Australian and worldwide content and coverage. While you're there, check out Bulk Nutrient Supplement Store, the official supplement store for RX Muscle Australia. You can visit Bulk Nutrients at bulknutrients.com.au, your one-stop shop. And also check out the all-new rxmuscle.com.au. RX Muscle Australia, the truth in Australia. 
Italian bodybuilding. Are you looking for some of the most groundbreaking, highest quality nutritional supplements on the market? Then look no further than BioFlex Nutrition. 100% Australian owned and direct from the manufacturer. You'll get some of the most pure and affordable supplements offered today. Better yet, with no proprietary blends or fillers, and by including only the best ingredients, we proudly bring to the market Australia's purest range of supplements. Find us online at bioflexnutrition.com.au. Bioflex Nutrition, Australia's purest supplements. That's Bioflex ready to go. Paying inflated prices for products which are full of hype and fillers? At Bulk Nutrients, you get the purest products available direct from our factory. There are no middlemen, contractors, distributors, or shop fronts. Bulk Nutrients stocks protein, carbs, aminos, pre-workout recovery, encapsulated products, fat burners, test boosters, and so much more. Bulk Nutrients is 100% Australian-owned and operated, and will give you higher quality and better prices guaranteed. So visit BulkNutrients.com.au. It's your one-stop shop. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up-to-the-minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, RxMuscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding, and I have on the line with me right now contest promoter extraordinaire, Sharu, uh, Sharu of the Sharu Classic, and this is, uh, I haven't had Sharu on for a little while now, since last year, and uh, I absolutely love the show, and I had to get Sharu back on and tell us some, some about his new event. Uh, it's still the Sharu Classic. But true, you are moving it to Delhi, correct? Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you to uh, all the bodybuilding fans, uh, fitness lovers, and the health freaks. Thank you, Aaron, for getting me onto your show, and really appreciate uh, you getting behind our show and trying to promote it. Mm-hmm. I really uh, love, uh, and uh, we, it was an honor to have entire RX Muscle uh, Muscle Mag team last year yeah. to our uh, event, and it's an honor to have you guys again. Uh, this year yeah uh, so. yes we moving uh, show from Mumbai to Delhi uh, the entire experience uh, from Mumbai now uh, <coughs> I want the western world to experience the same thing in Delhi Delhi in regards to Mumbai is a uh, pretty advanced and I'll say 15-20 years ahead of Mumbai and uh, the entire idea is to promote the event from one city to another from um, almost southwest India towards the north of India and we have a lot of uh, fitness and uh, enthusiasts, health lovers, bodybuilding lovers in Northern State, and we expect a big, big, massive crowd this year. Um, let's talk a little bit about last year for a minute. Um, obviously, like you said, I was there last year, and I covered the event, and, and I absolutely loved it. One of the things that I was really struck by, and you mentioned it to me when we interviewed before, um, before the show, that the people in India have a real love uh, for uh, physical culture and fitness and everything, and, and it's like a, it's like a, a crazy passion that I've not, I haven't, I haven't seen certainly in the United States. What do you attribute that to? And uh, do, do you do you see that on a regular daily basis when you're in India? Of course, uh, you know, since last year, mostly every month, couple of weeks, I've been spending in India, and um, after post our event, uh, you know, health and fitness industry has taken up tremendously. Um, 
after i would like to discuss uh, post uh, event experiences we had uh, chris gethin uh, from bodybuilding.com who came to train one of the super bollywood stars of india and he's he done a tremendous transformation now from our event to the transformation of this uh, real hero of bollywood become a big news in every each and every house of india huh. and uh, company behind it was shuru classic again so people they they know that we are here uh, for some serious business we here to educate people it's not like any corporate company who is here to make money and that's it our main agenda is to educate people because our see our love and passion in every single individual in india who who want to you know adapt healthy lifestyle but there is a huge lack of education uh, india is developing nation and all our concern is uh, you can you can you can change people with a revolution which you are determined to bring in in any environment and if we are determined we can establish and we can do anything but uh, likewise you said you see a tremendous amount of enthusiasm among indian crowd and it's only been going up and up you know the funny thing is, is one of the things i tell people about your your contest last year and i've i've been talking a lot about your contest this year to people and everybody always says to me don't, in india don't they isn't there no money for that in india and uh I, I I know the answer to this, but why don't you address that? People are always telling me, don't, is there money for that? I mean, um, um, if you look at the economical statistics, uh, likewise I said, you can make changes when the country is developing. Uh, countries uh, from Western world, they already develop. People are born in developed nations. Uh, what we see here is a, is a change in culture. If you see India as one of in the money wise now one of the leading and emerging nations with uh, highest amount of economic growth uh, if you see the last 10 year trend is a lot of uh, money in india uh, middle class of india is becoming richer and just to give a statistical analysis 35% of uh, uh, i mean 63% of indian population is less than 35 years old wow. which means india is a healthy nation and india is our youngest country in the world compared to china or any country in the world and uh, all these young indians uh, they are very enthusiastic they are literate uh, everybody is educated likewise you and everybody witness uh, english is a first uh, spoken language in mumbai and anywhere i anywhere you go in india yes we have huge challenge in regards to uh, you know uh, 40% of people being poor but um, another 40% of middle class is becoming richer day by day and one of the basic amenities uh, people are sorted out you know getting a car a house then next thing they want to spend is on their health their fitness that's exactly what's happening you see the supplement industry you see the gym and health and fitness industry is is, is being just booming and booming over 200% growth every year and this entire health and fitness industry in india is trying to grow up to 2 trillion dollar in next 10 years which is a huge huge thing so our 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 step to conduct shuru classic next year was the first step towards uh, you know this beginning of new era and likewise as i said uh, it's just a beginning and we like to promote our event we like to promote health and fitness and we our our main agenda is also you know educate people uh, and so they can adapt healthy lifestyle either if anybody can't go to gym can't afford uh, four supplements we our, our aim is to tell them how 
they can be fit, they can be healthy with their limited resources. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I, I certainly picked up that whole vibe, the education and, and pushing fitness vibe to your contest last year. That was definitely, obviously, it's a message that you wanted to put out. Do you feel like um, through doing the Shrew Classic and uh, and what you guys are doing for the, the community there, the, the whole country as far as fitness is this is this part of a, a a bigger plan with the? I mean, did you did you look at this the like you said the numbers and the statistics and the economy and and consider all that before you devised this idea to have this this big contest? Absolutely, um, I've been uh, MBA myself. I have worked with uh, you know certain big companies. My father is a entrepreneur, and I belong to this the business family in north of India. Mm. Uh, but uh, like business idea was always in back of my mind but uh, I'm very passionate about the sport I'm very passionate about health and fitness and uh, for me it's just combining two things passion and to continue passion we got to make money and we on top of that if we are doing good things for good cause and you know uh, educating people always good things will come that's what I believe and uh, because my core is bodybuilding and it will always be bodybuilding uh, so I started with bodybuilding event, which uh, now we try to promote uh, different things, add on different things to our event. This year we're coming up, uh, we have already tied up with Indian Powerlifting Association, hmm. uh, with Mr. John Himzer as well, who's conducting powerlifting for Olympia. Uh, he was here, uh, Mr. Peter from his company was here a couple of days ago, and uh, we signed up with powerlifting. So this year, Shiru Classic will also be conducting a powerlifting event. And our expo is much bigger as well. Uh, and we have a lot of uh, new interactions which we planned uh, to bring in every year. And uh, on top of that, we have a seminar zone. We will have uh, lecturers. We will have health and fitness experts to wow. giving seminars and educating people. And that's another message. And we try to involve uh, WHO World Health Organization to be part of our expo as well. Well, you told me in India that this is all part of a five-year plan, that you weren't looking at this first year. When we were talking in India, the first year wasn't, uh, you weren't looking to make tons of money or whatever. You were you were setting a precedent to build on, uh, a business to continue yeah. to build on. And it's obvious that you're, you're really growing this thing. I mean, you're adding other divisions to this year, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, last year, we started up uh, with uh, uh, bodybuilding, pro bodybuilding and figure championship. This year, we started, uh, we adding on to uh, men's uh, 212, uh, then it's open class, then there's figure, and then there's bikini as well. Wow. On top of that, we expanded our expo with health and fitness expo. On top of that, we will have male model search, so local guys... Uh, can be part of uh, this expo and they can uh, it's like a motivational thing in which they can participate and a winner will get uh, cover of uh, men's health in India and on top of that he will also be covered on Flex magazine uh, which Flex is promoting um, the entire uh, area will also be promoted and powered by bodybuilding.com and obviously it will honor it will be honored to have uh, Mark Anthony who's IFBB pro to be one of guest appearance uh, in our uh, men's physique, promoting men's physique through male body search. And on top of that, I would like to tell uh, all our fans, Aaron will be our guest who will be giving guest posing. Uh, <laughs> you're, for men's you're, you're putting me on the spot now. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> 
Yes, Sheru has made the very the very generous uh, offer and a uh, very uh, interesting offer for me to uh, to get in shape for this thing to uh, to do some guest posing, which is uh, in India, which is uh, that's a totally a trip. So you got to man, and on top of that, it's not only that. I mean, um, just on the other side, it will be a real honor to have you know all you top guys from the the West uh, promoting the sport in one or the other avenue. And uh, what I see is. You know, a lot of Indians down here looking up to you guys, and you, 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 all of you guys just been pioneers. And it will be a great honor to have you, and it's all good for the sport. Yeah, yeah, that's um, you're you're slowly but surely selling me on this whole thing. So we'll see, we'll see. I've got I better get start dieting now. I better start getting on the treadmill tomorrow. <laughs> you got to man. <laughs> so um, let's talk about uh, some of the other changes. To the venue, obviously, it's moving from Mumbai to uh, Delhi, but uh, the size of the venue last year um, it was totally full, and uh, it was a much smaller venue than we we're having this year. But there are people outside begging for tickets, begging to get in, to sell, to buy tickets yep. to get in. Um, yep. What is the? How are we accommodating some of these people this year? Uh, last year, the whole idea was to ha- grab uh, all the entire crowd in Mumbai. I mean, from Bollywood uh, community to bureaucrats to politicians to top officials, and uh, to uh, you know all the celebrities. I mean, who of who of the business was there, and uh, everybody witnessed, including yourself. And we have to turn down a lot of people. Yeah. The entire idea was to create a buzz and demand for our show for this year. And this year's show is for masses, uh, for a common man who is health and fitness enthusiast can come and witness the event. Uh, this this year our event will be holding capacity of uh, fifteen fifteen thousand minimum. Uh, we can expand our seats up to eighteen thousand as well. Wow. So you're looking about a massive arena in Delhi. Uh, this is Indira Gandhi Indoor Stadium, which is second biggest stadium in uh, continent of Asia. Wow. Um, I just want I want I'm remembering some of the event and. You know, I know you, Sheru, have been to a lot of pro shows uh, in the United States, many, many pro shows. Um, so if you think back to your show in India last year, can you ever remember at any show that you've ever been to um, the, that level of excitement of the fans? I mean, the, the, the amount of photos being taken, the, how excited people were when the athletes came out, the amount of yelling. I don't think I've ever heard that at any other show. Have you? Uh, to be honest, I haven't. Um I mean, I don't want to take sides as my show was best. I mean, it's just uh, like what I said, enthusiasm. It's a lot of demand for, uh, you know, this. people were really looking forward to witness all these guys competing. Uh, if you see in, in the history of bodybuilding, never ever a pro show has taken place, not only in India, entire continent of Asia. So this was the first step. I mean, this was... Um, you know, a really eye-opener for a lot of people who never uh, witness or imagine this sort of experience unless they go to U.S. But uh, all these guys, all these top pros coming from U.S. a week after Olympian competing in India, I mean, that was remarkable. And uh, I say I'm pretty lucky and God gave us enough strength and towards our team as well that we were able to, uh, you know, do it properly. And I pray God this year we can deliver uh, exactly everything and even better. Uh, so everything goes well and 
we are able to satisfy fans and you know again we are able to promote the sport of uh, fitness bodybuilding and uh, promote health and you know wellness in general i know i don't i know you don't want to uh, to uh to blow yourself up too much and say how great your show is but i will say that the press conference just to give people an idea the press conference uh was i mean i've been to a lot of bodybuilding press conference including the olympia and uh you know we do one even here in tampa that that uh uh, Pro Bodybuilding Weekly, Dan Solomon kind of does one uh, generally here in Tampa. And I have never been to a press conference like the one you had where there was literally, it was like a real press conference. It was like uh, uh, the Super Bowl press conference or something where at the end there was like, it seemed like hundreds of photographers snapping pictures and videos of all the athletes. And it was it was just a trip, man. That was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, likewise I said, in India, because it was first event and first pro bodybuilding show uh, of the continent as well, so everybody uh, was so excited and even the press, it wasn't like a press from the magazines or anything, it was a mainstream press from 28 news channels and over 100 newspapers. So uh, uh, media-wise, we have great support from Indian media and even the media uh, from UK and uh, B- including BBC World covered us, which was great. Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, I'll say it was really good. And uh, uh, thank God we were able to deliver. Yeah, you, um, you, you had a tough job, I would imagine at first, convincing all these pros to do your show, right? You went around, you literally went around the country going from show to show, trying to talk in, talk Jay Cutler, Phil Heath, Kai Green, Etc. Etc. You know, Victor, to to sign up to do the show because you know when this is not it had to not originally be an easy thing to do, right? Yeah, very tough job. Last year, um, I've been traveling a lot. Uh, I would when I say a lot, I mean literally every week. An amount of work uh, me and my team put on it was um, it was really remarkable. Um, even this year as well. Um, you know, every two weeks I'm in India because this year event is even uh, bigger and it's very big of a challenge from uh, various aspects. Uh, because in India, it's a uh, it's a big uh, you know democratic country where rules and regulations comply a lot. So um, <clears throat> from this side, I have to deal with a lot of paperwork and you know making sure everything coming uh, good. And at the same time, I have to travel back to U.S. just making sure everything is done there. So it's it's a great amount of work and great pressure as well. A lot of pressure. But uh, all I want to say, you know, I'll give my best shot. Uh, God give all of us strength. Uh, from time to time, one thing at a time, you know. That's what I have to, I have to say. I'll keep on going and I will keep on going. All right. Uh, Shrew, what, what athletes have signed up so far this year to come? Uh, Phil Heath, uh, Jay Cutler, uh, Kai Green, uh, Ben White, okay. Michael Kaplanos, uh, Branch Warren. Wow. Uh, I, I am waiting for uh, other of uh, the top athletes to you know get back. Uh, we have approached uh, Dexter and Dennis Wolf, which I'm waiting. But at the same time, a lot of other athletes uh, who want to come, but. Uh, it's an invite-only show, and we just want to make sure we maintain the high-end top quality for the event. In regards to figure, we have Nicole 
uh, Wilkins, we have Aaron Stern, Felicia Romero, Heather Dees, um, um, of other girls like Jamie Bird, Jamie Bird, and um, I think Jennifer Stauber is there. Yeah. Okay. So, so these these girls have already signed. Um, on top of that, we have um, Mona Morrison uh-huh. and Ali Rosen. So, um, wow, great! And on um, in in uh, bikini, we have Nicole Nagrani, Sonia Gonzalez, wow. um, India Polino, um, Dinah Dalgan, wow. um, and uh, yeah, I mean all these all these top girls have signed up. In two on two, we have Jose Ramon. We have uh, Kevin English. We have Flex Lewis. Wow. Uh, we have a couple of guys, uh, like from, one from Pakistan. He's a really impressive guy. And um, uh, his, he, 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 he took second in uh, Flex Pro. Oh, okay. So, I mean, even from Asian continent as well, you will see last year we have a guy from India, Vendor Singh Guman, who participated in an open class. This year we have him, and this year we have even a guy from Pakistan in 2 and 2 which you never see, you know, you, after Hide, these are top, uh, like two guys you, you, we see coming up from Indian subcontinent. So I think sport is uh, growing in this part of the world and uh, I can imagine next couple of years you will see a lot of pros coming from this side of the world. I believe it. I think that when it's like, I'm sure you've seen this before, when um, in powerlifting, you know, that nobody could bench press 600 pounds or whatever it was and and nobody could do it, and they thought it was impossible. And then somebody did it, and people saw it, and then all of a sudden more and more people are doing it. It's like you bring all these guys over here, and they see that they physically see that it's possible, and all of a sudden now you're going to have a whole bunch of, a slew of new uh, good bodybuilders come out of India. 100%, and you will see there's a lot of talent. All it is, we need to educate people here, and we need to bring the infrastructure. And that's exactly Shero Classic is all about educating people, bringing in infrastructure, bringing Western world close to the Eastern and Eastern world close to the West. And uh, that's our entire agenda and we are creating the industry in itself where uh, in, in regards to health and fitness, sports supplement and nutrition, um, India will become a hub where people can you know, experience the Olympia experience of one week after Olympia. Wow, amazing. Uh, before before I let you go, Shrew, tell me a little bit about the um, the prize money and then a little bit about the accommodations. I love the uh, I loved the Land's End Hotel uh, that we stayed at in Mumbai. Um, what's it going to be like there? And uh, I know you're doing another after party, which was a, a hit. So kind of give, give me an idea of the prize money and, the, and those things there. Prize money uh, from last year, hundred fifty grand. We uh, we've raised it uh, sixty thousand more. So this year is two hundred ten thousand US dollars. Wow. Hundred fifty thousand for men's open, twenty thousand for bikini, twenty thousand for figure, and twenty thousand for men two and two. Uh-huh. Um, hotel wise, all I want to say is one of the best hotels of India. Um, last year you guys stayed in Taj. This year we have uh, two accommodations: one Taj again and one Sheraton. And uh, very near to uh, Shatton, we have convenience uh, in regards to venue and in regards to Expo Center. And uh, one of the biggest malls in Asia is also next door to that. So you will have plenty of good experience in Delhi. That's one thing for sure. And uh, this year, we also uh, 
coming up with a new concept. There's a after party, and after party there's a rehab party which starts 6 a.m. and continue till 1 p.m. in the afternoon. It's a new concept uh, uh, which I've uh, bring in, and uh, it's 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 a surprise to all of you who are who going to be in the show. I can't wait! I can't wait. Um, well, Shrew, is there anything else you want to add before closing? I just want to say uh, thank you, everybody. I mean, uh, thank you, entire bodybuilding fitness and uh, health community all over the world. They have supported me tremendously last year, and this year I can see a lot of people talking about our show. The pressure is great. Uh, we need blessings and uh, good wishes from all of you, and everybody is invited to come in Show Classic this year in Delhi. Uh, date is fifth and sixth October. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and website. And if you need any information, uh, you can uh, you know tweet us on Shiru Classic Facebook or Shiru Classic 2012 Shiru Classic. Uh, uh, you can YouTube us, and you can also log on to our website. Mm-hmm.